Hopefully everybody had a great Christmas, great New Year, and here we are rolling into 2023, the Kilcoin Conversation. Had a fun rewind, looking back at some of our top visits from 2022, great feedback as well, and I think it was pretty representative. Talked to John Kelly, you got a little hockey there, Mario Andretti, race car legend, John Hewlett, broadcasting legend on the local front, Andy Bennis with great Cardinal stories, baseball career. Yeah, we closed it out with Lutz Feinenstiel of St. Louis City SC in soccer. Certainly going to dominate the local sports scene coming up here with St. Louis City SC launching in February. XFL just around the corner, and a lot of our guests will, of course, be related to that. But sometimes we also go off in a different direction. And this particular guest is uh, somebody I know from, well, I'll say the sports world back in the day when I was a freshman at CBC, Mike England was the goalie on the soccer team. They might have won state. I don't even remember my freshman year. He was also on the basketball team. Great athlete at CBC. And for the last, I don't know, five to ten years, he's been running St. Mary's High School. A lot of folks know the headlines. St. Louis Archdiocese trying to close some of their Catholic schools and just kind of combine things with lower enrollments across the entire diocese and I'm sure you heard the story. So St. Mary's was one of the schools that was going to get closed. And Mike England sort of led this charge to, no, wait, we're, we're doing great things in South City. We've got a mission we believe in. And he fought and said, we're going to keep this school open. So Mike England is the guest, first guest of the new year on the Kilcoin Conversation. Coming to you from the Pasta House studios. Hopefully you had some great home cooking over the holidays. If not, the Pasta House can take you and make you feel like it's it's home cooking, because it is. Everything fresh every single day, whether they're in person or getting the meal to go. A lot of kids on the run, sports programs about to fire back up. Get those meals to go at the Pasta House. Home cooking without having to do the cooking at all. Or stop by any of their great locations around town. The Pasta House, if you haven't been in a while, it's time to get back and enjoy the fresh, awesome Italian ingredients that is... The Pasta House and all of our great sponsors over the years, they roll into the new year with us. Triad Bank, B&G Tuck Pointing, Appliance Discounters, and Marie de Villa Senior Living. So if that brick home needs repair, tuck pointing, waterproofing, foundation repair, B&G, they are the best in the bricks. BGTuckPointing.com is the website or 363-0525 to get that estimate, free estimate. Brick home, brick business, garage, chimney, you name it. Rich Galato gets you that estimate and gets you up and running again. Appliance discounters, all the top names at the lowest price. It's a pretty simple formula, what they do with appliances. They also do the price checking around town so you don't have to. It means that you're going to be paying the absolute lowest price on that item. General Electric rebates always available. Get into that search engine. The Appliance Discounters. Com. And Marie DeVilla Senior Living, great place for your senior years. Take a virtual tour at mariedevilla.com. M-A-R-I-D-E-V-I-L-L-A.com is the website. And Triad Bank, neighborhood-friendly bank. All your banking needs, one spot, Triad Bank, on the web at triadbanking.com. And here it is, our visit with Mike England, the president of St. Mary's High School. Well, Mike, I know the story. I think I know the story pretty well. But I didn't want to research it too much, which sounds like a lazy Martin answer. But actually, I, I just want to know how it all plays out because it's so convoluted. It's tricky. There's relationships involved, and there's a lot of emotion involved. 
So first off, congrats on what you're able to get done. Uh, and tell me about just this process to get to this point to stay open. Is this the, the most stressful time of your life? Oh my gosh. I, um, I think, uh, I tell everybody, uh, obviously, yes. Uh, in, uh, Riverfront Times does an article about it. I don't know if you got a chance to see the article, but part of uh, the day that he came in to do the interview with me, I had a, a broken blood vessel behind my eye. And I think it was because of the stress and the, and the sleepless nights that were going on right now with the whole thing. I think the hardest thing about this was um, there's no playbook. Nobody's ever done this before. Um, and that was with everybody that we were dealing with. That was with from the archdiocese. That was with the Marianist. That was with us. And I think it had to start with us. We had to figure out a path. Because if we couldn't figure out a path, there was no that way that we were bringing any of these other two entities. So how did you go from devastated, disappointed, ticked off to saying, all right, now what can we? And then all of a sudden you got to get up off the ground and say, is there a way? It well, sounds crazy. Like, how can we keep a school open when the archdiocese says it's closing? Well, the day of when that happened, um, I, we, I still remember. We were totally, totally in shock. We didn't see this coming from a mile away. Um, it was a huge gut punch. And um, sat there in that meeting for about 10 minutes, and I can't even really tell you what was said for the, for the next 10 minutes. Uh, but I can tell you that... Um, then hit a realization, and, and the realization was this school can't go away. It's too important. It's too important for the young men that we serve, and it's too important for the neighborhood. And I said that to them, and I said, because of that, my work now is going to begin to figure out a way for us to become a school independent of the archdiocese that will allow us to continue this work because it can't go away. And the representatives from the archdiocese kind of looked at me and I, I still feel like they kind of rolled their eyes at me and said, well, if you think you can do it, go ahead and take a shot at it. Um, but I, again, I just knew that we had to try. And I remember going into uh, a separate room afterwards uh, with our principal, Valerie Todd, who's outstanding. And uh, while we uh, kind of tried to collect our thoughts and figure out, uh, you know, what to do, I remember at the end, I said to Valerie, I said, you know, Val, if God wants St. Mary's to make it, it's going to make it. And that was, that was kind of the faith. That was the, the, the faith in God. If God wants this to happen, it'll happen. Go do the work and let's see where we can get to. And um, I can tell you, I think God was with us and it got us to this end point. So was it ever contentious with the arch? How do you get this done? Do you need their blessing once it's moving forward? Do you have to work together even though you're probably not real happy? Tell me about that sort of tightrope you're walking. Well, I think initially we thought, you know, because the reason that they were closing us was because of money. This wasn't about enrollment. Some people tried to say that it was. It wasn't. This was about money. This was about the amount of money that the archdiocese has been subsidizing our operations because of the young men that we serve. And especially over the last several years with COVID and the downturn of the uh, economy, it's been very, very difficult on our families. And so um, there was a little bit more money that had to come uh, to help us to, uh, you know, uh, meet our financial obligations. So we knew what that was about. We knew that um, they were pulling that funding. And so for us to be able to do this, um, we started from the standpoint of it's a math problem. It's a math problem. Figure out what the number is and let's figure out how to move forward. That kind of was a good starting point. Um, and that allowed us, and I had a great board, the, 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 the first thing I needed to do was to get a group of people around me that were very capable and very smart, smarter than me. 
that could help us figure this out. And so um, we fortunately have that on our board at St. Mary's. And so I got those people around. And um, once we figured out um, that the first thing to do was to figure out a five-year financial plan moving forward that was something that was realistic, that was the starting point. Because without that, now it just becomes a hope and it becomes a maybe. And this couldn't be a hope and a maybe. This had to be a, yes, we can do this. And so that was the starting point um, that we move forward from. And when do you get the Marinist involvement? How does that, how do you piece it together? Now we start with chaos and a number you need to get to and who's the first call and how did it happen? Well, we, we, we pulled our information all together that we needed. Again, we worked on the financial plan. Um, we decided who we wanted to be. We looked at different models. We looked at uh, possibly becoming a Crystal Ray school. You know, lots of people were saying, well, you have to consider being a co-ed school. You have to consider, you know, doing these things that's going to allow you to change. And you probably have to consider everything, right? right. Just Absolutely. for the moment. Absolutely. Now, um, what we what we figured out, though, and we, and we were kind of going down a few paths, and then um, I still remember one of our board members uh, stopped us in the middle of our second meeting and said, why do we want to change? What we're doing right now works. Being Marianist, being Catholic, being all male, this is what works. So this is who we need to be. So let's make that be part of our starting point as well. And that really was a moment of clarity. So we, we, we now have a financial plan. We now have a who we're going to be. And then it became, okay, um, we can't move forward without the help of the archdiocese, specifically around a lease agreement on the property. They own the property. We don't own the property. They own all the equipment. They own all the stuff. We don't own any of this stuff. So we need to go in. Mike, you need to go in and sit down with them and have a conversation. Thank God you didn't nuke them or drop a bomb on them, right? I mean, there was certainly, there was some bad feelings initially, but at least you're still able to go back to them. I sat down at the table that day um, for that meeting and the first thing I said to the, to the two gentlemen, and they were the two that we had met with who had delivered the news. And I said to them, um, I want to tell you that I feel a bit sick to my stomach right now because the last time I sat at this table, you hit us with that news. And they looked at me and they said, we understand. And that was it for me as far as any type of talk about what had happened in the past. The past didn't matter. What was behind us didn't matter. What we felt didn't matter. Um, what we thought about it didn't matter. All that mattered for us was looking forward and doing whatever we had to um, give St. Mary's the chance that it deserved. And so that was my statement of recognition of the past. And we then talked about all of the things that we had done since the announcement and what we needed from them, which specifically was um, a lease agreement, a proposal for a lease agreement. Um, and I in, um, told them, you know, we need your help. We can't do this without your help. Um, and they agreed um, at that time to um, put together a, uh, an initial lease agreement proposal and um, to reach out to the Marianists so that the Archdiocese and the Marianists could start talking together because the Marianists really weren't entering into an agreement as much with us. I mean, they were, but the main piece of this was they needed um, uh, the arrangement and the agreement between them and the Archdiocese so that they could take over the authority. 
And you renamed it St. Mary's Southside High School, right? We renamed it St. Mary's Southside Catholic High School. Um, That was a request from the Archdiocese, and I think that it was done specifically just to... um, uh, so that there was the ability to tell between the two entities, between the old St. Mary's High School and the new St. Mary's Southside Catholic High School, you know, independent of the Archdiocese. Which is a name you guys had embraced anyway. Southside was, had become synonymous with, with what you were doing. And I'm curious about that neighborhood, the importance that you felt that school is to the neighborhood. What did you hear early on? Maybe it's the alderman, maybe it's a local... Business owner, what did you hear initially from people in that area about wanting you to stay? Or or devastated that for the neighborhood it was going away? Devastation. I mean, the number of neighbors that lived around us that sent me messages that said, we can't lose you. You know, you're, you're the anchor in the neighborhood. You're holding this thing together. I live in this neighborhood. We cannot lose you. Let me know what I can do. I wish I could give you the money. I don't have the money, but I'll come. I'll make phone calls. I'll bake cookies. I'll do whatever needs to be done that I can do because this school means too much to this neighborhood. And because I live in the neighborhood, this school means so much to me. How did you get it done? So it ultimately comes down to money. Did you find some big boosters or did you come up with some kind of model where you can continue to fundraise? How, how do you pull this off? Well, we talked with several of our significant donors and explained the situation to them. Um, explained to them that what had come out of the, the uh, our work on putting together the five-year financial plan was that we would need $10 million over the next five years. Um, asked them if we could count on their support. They said, uh, absolutely, you can count on our support. Asked them if they could uh, tell us what that support would be right now because that would help us when we were talking to the archdiocese so that the archdiocese knew um, that we had people with us that were serious from a financial standpoint about helping us to meet this large goal of $10 million. And so by the grace of God, um, uh, five of these donors um, pledged generously um, some very big numbers um, that ended up adding up to 3.3 million um, spread out over the next five years, but still uh, a significant amount of money pledged when we hadn't even started um, our fundraising efforts. And so this was uh, a very positive aspect of our story when we went and spoke with both the Marianists uh, and the Archdiocese. And then how do you handle your teachers, your staff, you know, your faculty, your kids? They're probably thinking, hey, I'm getting out of here. I'm going to switch tomorrow. I'm going to go play sports somewhere else. I'm going to, I'm moving to the, closer to my house. I mean, how do you tell everybody, whoa, 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 don't do anything drastic. Like nobody, nobody panic yet. I mean, that's another part of your job, right? We were told on a Monday, September the 26th, the archdiocese told us they wanted to make their announcement on Wednesday afternoon. They didn't want us to tell our teachers until Wednesday morning. I, when we left, I, you know, I was not really thinking about any of these things other than the importance that our faculty and staff needed to hear this from us. And so... In the way of the world, it gets out. It got out. And so on Tuesday morning, we saw something that went across social media. And at that point, I called the archdiocese. And I said to them, I've already seen it out on social media. I'm not going to let my faculty and staff find out this way. So just so that you know, I'm, I'm, I'm informing them 
at the end of school today. Um, I'm then going to inform my families and our alums before this. Um, so the archdiocese knew that. So we were able to make our announcement to our faculty and staff before it went out publicly, which I think was a very good thing. I went into the faculty and staff meeting after school on Tuesday, and it was, you know, obviously one of the hardest, worst meetings I've ever ever had to walk in front of. Um, Told them what we had been told, but immediately told them what I told them, that we're going to fight this. We're not going anywhere. The school's too important. We're going to work to become independent of the archdiocese, and we hope that that will be under our Marianist sponsorship banner. And once I said that at the faculty meeting, um, the mood changed in the room. And one of the teachers raised her hand and she said, I've been a part of one of the other Catholic high schools that the archdiocese closed. And she said, and the most devastating thing to me about that situation was that our then administration never fought for it. They didn't fight for the school. They didn't fight for us. The fact that you're sitting here telling us that you're going to fight for us is all I need to hear. And we're behind you. And I had come into that meeting planning a deadline. And I told them that. My deadline to you is that by December... I will let you know where we stand. If this isn't going to work, I'll tell you it's not going to work because, you know, your, your future employment and, and future jobs and our, and our families, and everything, it's too important. It's not worth waiting any longer than that. Give me that amount of time to do this work. I will keep you updated throughout the process. And from that moment on, and it continues right now, the morale in St. Mary's High School has been higher and better than it's been in my ten year, entire ten years at St. Mary's. It's kind of a rocky, you know, Balboa. Like we're going to fight back. What do you mean we're closing? Uh, have you heard people say, "Well, you're so good at sports. Maybe you're taking kids that can't afford it because they're good at sports." Probably a, a racist element to that comment, even. But have you heard that? And yeah. how do you respond to that? Well, we've we've heard it, and you know some of the really sad things earlier on were other schools, Catholic schools, reaching out to our kids. Specifically, a lot of them were our um, talented uh, athletes, football players, um, who had no intention of leaving, um, because internally we had talked with our teachers, we had talked with our students. We had talked with our families um, and told them the same thing. We were all on the same page moving forward. Um, But the number of people um, uh, out in the community, for lack of a better way to say it, that were uh, kind of taking uh, joy and uh, uh, dancing on our grave a bit uh, uh, was disappointing. Um, But it was outside noise. And we couldn't listen to the outside noise. We had to stay together internally. We had to trust each other internally. We had to communicate highly internally. And those were the things we focused on. And so when this outside noise came to our teachers, came to our students, came to our families, they were able to say to them, 
Well, that's not what they're telling us inside the school. And I know they're working. And I know that they're doing everything they can to keep us open. And they told us they would let us know by December. And so having all of that in place and having that communicated to all of our people um, is, is really, I think, the, uh, the glue uh, that held this situation together moving forward. So how do you get, you get a victory here? This is great. When do you feel you've, you won the war? You got a battle here that you're getting through. How do you, how do you sustain it? How do you keep it long after you and I are gone? How do you make sure St. Mary's is still there? Well, I, you know, I wish I could get into all of those things right now. Um, and I can't because there's still a number of things that we're working on. Um, what I can say um, very honestly is um, we're not naive walking down this road. We're not walking, you know, we're not going to do the definition of insanity, keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. That's not what we're going to do. Um, we have um, some very immediate plans um, that uh, I believe we'll be making some significant announces, announcements about um, next month. We're just waiting for some things to, uh, to come in by, by the end of this month. Um, but then we've got longer range planes moving out for how we see this um, working uh, beyond the five-year plan. Because it's not just enough, and, and we knew this from the beginning. You know, this wasn't a thing to just say, well, we're going to stay open for one more year, and then it doesn't work, and, it's, and, it, and it feels even worse. Um, this has to be a win for everyone moving forward. And a part of that win is the length of time, please God, beyond your and I's lifetime, that this school operates not at the level that it's been operating for the last 91 years, but at a much higher level, doing more, bringing more opportunity for our young men, bringing more opportunity for our neighbors, transforming our Dutchtown neighborhood, working with the city of St. Louis at facilitating investment in an underserved area and then taking that investment and maximizing that investment that will result in a very positive future. Well, congrats on the work you've gotten done. And I know it's not fun. I mean, that's to be in the, I mean, cause there's all the gossip. Well, maybe DeBerg's going to close. Well, maybe St. Mary's is safe. Maybe and everybody had heard all the whispers, the gossip, and then it comes down and you're like, I can only imagine the, the shock factor there. Cause it was sort of literally in, Cloak and dagger, like behind closed doors, nobody knew. And I, I mean, you've heard every. I'm sure you, in the last year and a half, you've heard every rumor. Every Catholic school I know, grade school in town, like, well, they're going to go. The ones down the street's going to go. No, I heard it's us that's going to go. I mean, it's been crazy. All that I was focused on while all of this was going on was us. I wasn't focused on everybody else. And you know, they they one of the things that they threw at us was, oh, well, your enrollment dropped 50 students last year. Well, the reason the enrollment dropped 50 students the previous year was because of the rumors that were out there. Why would you want to send your son to St. Mary's? They're going to close in a year. And then those families would call us and they'd say, here's what they're saying. Is that true? And our answer was, I don't know. It wasn't no, it was, I don't know. Well, that's not a great way to recruit families to come to your school. So I never accepted this thing that, you know, enrollment should have been a part of this when the enrollment was caused by um, the rumors from all things new. I gave talk after talk after talk to alumni group, to parent group, to students, to our teachers. And I'd say, 
first thing I would say is, I know nothing. And obviously I didn't. But the next thing I would say is, here's the reasons why, as far as I'm concerned, inside of me, there's 0% chance they're going to close us. And I would go down all the reasons. This and this and this and this and this. And the only thing over here, the only thing over here is this amount of money that they've been having to subsidize us. And we've been working on ways of rolling that back. And we had. We'd put together this amazing prospectus that last year we had shared with several foundations. We got $75,000 in donations last year from foundations. And it was the first time reaching out to foundations before. And we did that just to test the water. And the water, it worked. We were a great fit for these foundations. And so we had plans on what to do to roll this number back. But as you said, decisions were going on behind closed doors that we had no access so to. So there was no negotiating, no, hey, no. What, we're thinking you're on the block. Tell me why you shouldn't be. No, and, there was nothing. Wow. There was nothing. It was um, it was a lot of radio silence. And um, I took the radio silence to being good. I was like, they're, they're not talking to us because we're one of them that's staying open. And <laughs> no news is good news. They don't want to talk to us and, and, and act as if... Uh, you know, there's there, there's really great things on our side, but um, so when it came and happened, it was it was a it was a gut punch that I didn't see coming. Um, but um, again, you know, if God wants St. Mary's to make it, it's going to make it, and I think God wants us to make it. We need Yuri Collins to do some commercials for. Southside Catholic and say, man, that's why I went to school. Look at me now. What a great kid he is. And just from a, and now that we shift to Martin, the sports guy for a second, I always tell people at St. Louis U, and mostly fans, because Travis Ford, his staff, they know this. But Yuri Collins, the great assist man, great point guard. When he was at St. Mary's his senior year, and you remember this, all of a sudden he had to score. And he's scoring like 35, 40 oh, points yeah. a game. And it's like people don't realize if he wants to score, he could score a bleep ton. Yuri has the ability to put everything on his shoulders with not, no problem. Put it on me. That's what I found last year. Really, really, I was proud of him when they were struggling. And he's sitting there going in the, in the paper going, this is on me. I got to be better. I got to be better. And that's typical Yuri. That is typical uh, uh, who he is. The other side of Yuri, though, that that is just um, as important to me, um, is the kind of person that he is. Um, we accept a wide range of students at St. Mary's. We work with a wide range of students, and we have um, a, a number of students. We've got a wonderful learning needs program, and 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 we've got some some students in there that that um, benefit greatly from the work that we provide. And I remember going down to play in the state championship final four. And we had won the, the semifinal game. We beat Ledoux and um, down in the lobby. Um, we we're kind of standing around and the team had just showered and was, 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 was coming out. And, and, and here comes, you know, Yuri. I mean, here comes the man. Here comes, you know, everybody knows who Yuri is. And, and, and one, of, one of our students from that program ran over to him, very excited, you know, to congratulate him. Um, and I watched, 
um, Yuri and, and that young man hug, genuinely hug. Um, and it made me incredibly proud, incredibly proud of him, incredibly proud of our school, uh, in, incredibly proud of how we go about doing things, um, St. Mary's at St. Mary's that I think, um, makes it incredibly special, um, to have that time of type of a family atmosphere. Um, so I could not be more proud of him. Um, never bet against Yuri Collins. If Yuri Collins tells you he's going to do something, Yuri's going to do it. And, um, he said back in high school, he said, you know, what are your goals, Yuri? I'm going to play in the NBA. That's what he said. And I'm not betting against Yuri Collins and I would not advise anyone else to do, do, do that either. Cause, uh, Amazing young man. Mike, thanks for the visit. Very welcome. And I guess that story is still to be told over the next few years to kind of keep that thing running. But Mike's got himself a commitment to keep the school open. And uh, what a passionate guy he is, everything he gets involved with. I knew him back when he was running things at CBC as well. School president over there, very passionate about everything he gets involved with. So best of luck to Mike England, everybody over at St. Mary's. And it sounds like in recent days – We've heard a similar story for Rosati Kane, which was another school set to be closed, girls' school in the city, <clears throat> Central West End area. And I don't know as many of the details, but it sounds like they're also getting some money together to try and stay open. So we'll be following all those developments for you and a number of different guests this coming year. Sports, sure. Comedians sometimes, politicians, not as much, but every once in a while. Newsmakers, how about that? We'll try and have some newsmakers on the show. Thanks for following along and listing all of our segments. Again, we appreciate the great sponsors: Triad Bank, Marie de Villa Senior Living, Appliance Discounters, B and G Tuck Pointing, and of course the Pasta House. Coming to you from the Pasta House Studios. Boy, I'm telling you, you can go in there and get the cheese bread and a salad, and you'd be happy. Or just taste the homemade bread, little pasta dish on the side. Absolutely outstanding everything everything on the menu is outstanding it's real simple check out the pasta house and again all of our great sponsors thanks for checking us out i have been sick for about three four weeks i think it's almost gone hopefully you're healthy happy in this new year everybody's dealing with something man it's been a mess but hopefully we'll be 100 percent in the clear next time we talk